1: Hello and welcome to Footballistically, Arsenal. Um, Psychic Josh has uh, gone off somewhere. Where's he gone, Ollie? Do you know? I have no uh, idea. It's mysterious, mysterious absence. I actually, maybe have no idea. Maybe he's just embarrassed to be representing the uh, fundamentalist pro wenger uh, elite. He's got to come Easy, <laughs> steady, Tim. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's the voice of Tim Payton, of course. The legendary uh, man from Oxford Waters Trust and legendary man in general. That's Ollie. Ollie Short is here. In the psychic slot. Ollie has brilliantly um, written a list, written an agenda, written a menu. Um, it's the first time for ages had a proper menu. That's what happens but when you get the big guns in. It is what happens when you get the big guns in. But it's all going to slightly fly out of the window because we're just going like, to freestyle it, I reckon. And uh, Raymond Hurley is here from Red Action, the esteemed Red Action. You two are like giants of the, <laughs> of the uh, protest camp i would suppose is that is that fair you both kind of jointly co-organized helped organize well, protest of a couple of weeks ago uh
2: yeah i guess so i mean all the groups got together and discussed uh, a common way forward to see if we could kind of catch the mood of the fan base with uh, some success which i'm sure we'll talk about shortly yeah yeah time for change time for change Jim.
1: uh before we do that i just want to mention i want to start with danny Welbeck because on this all very right. day it has been confirmed that he's out for nine months. And of course, being asked, this is at least nine months, isn't it, Tim? I mean,
3: A... I... Well, it looks like it might be the same injury in the other knee. And it was yeah. nearly a year, wasn't it, yeah. before back to exactly. match fit and play. I'm gutted for him. It's tragedy. It's terrible for England as well with the Euros yeah. coming up. And, but it, what a mess it also makes of what Arsenal have to do. Or maybe some people are saying it simplifies it. Mm. And now he absolutely has to buy a world-class centre-forward. But I think they were looking very much at moving one of Walcott or Giroud on, or even both. It probably means you can't do that. No. But you, you know that gives you financial problems because you've got them on the wage bill on these huge contracts and you're not going to get any money in for them. So I think it, not only is it terrible to lose Danny, but it's going to really mess up the forts for the transfer window.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, God, it's massively depressing, isn't it, <laughs> well we need to almost think that he's he's not at the club because as long as he's going to be out if we start um, banking on him to back in january or february or march then our season is just going to be another wasted one so sorry danny we almost need to discount you for the next 12 months and mm. um, make a signing as if you you weren't at arsenal but
1: do you think Wenger thinks that way do you think he kind of in the cold light of day thinks you know i've got to go out and buy i mean you know uh, do, do you think he's he's got to buy a buy striker anyway Because you's not good enough I'm not even convinced well, of that Well know? very
3: rarely will any club But particularly a club like Arsenal Give you a nine month time frame And maybe yeah. that's a positive Because that clearly is wiping out next season Isn't it Like, is it, you know, If you include the match fitness And the time to get back He's not back till March, April next year So it sort of means that Like Ray said You've just got a plan Like he's not at the club anymore And if he reappears You know to play a few cameo roles At the end mm. of next season It's a bonus yeah. There's no excuses. You've got to sign world-class now.
2: I just hope they're not thinking, well, maybe it'll be five or six and we can get by until a certain amount of time when he'll be back. That would just be suicide. So we almost need to write off his season and we need to get the checkbook out without we Are we going to?
0: I just can't see it happening. I just... Every season, it's the same. Well, there is will,
2: Sunogo. Yes, Sunogo, we know. <laughs> can we, can we call him from low. If we sign someone else, we will kill Sunogo. <laughs>
0: but it is it's <laughs> will remarkable. Kill each other. <laughs> will kill Will, shoe has been out for the season we didn't ever try and replace him Wellbeck again. I mean, it was the same injury, different different knee. Yeah. And same time. And he was back in what? Back in middle of February.
2: All evidence suggests that they don't write players off for the season when they should. Think back to the days of Diaby, and it was always when Diaby's back, when Diaby's back, we'll have a full squad, full midfield. They don't appear to do it, but someone they need to make a change now and and write him off for the season. So four
0: to six weeks, and then it ends up being one year.
3: Yeah. So like I said, I'm trying to see a positive in it, but the fact that they've said nine months. Makes it quite clear what you have to do.
0: Yeah, you you'd think
3: to, you have to go out and you'd buy think. big.
1: I see today we're linked with Daniel Storage, According to some, I mean that. Well,
3: yeah, we might as well just go and buy a <laughs> hospital for economy of scale, so yeah, we can well, this, line them up alongside each other.
2: This he has been injured on Question of Sport, so he's out for six months.
3: So from that, I'm just, I, I get the
1: feel. I mean, seriously, if we were le- if we were trying to buy Daniel Storage, what would you think?
3: Like, there's a lot of talent in that player but you just yeah. can't risk it if you thought that like, Welbeck was going to be fit maybe you can risk having Sturridge as well and you kind of you know but you, I just can't contemplate risking bringing a Sturridge in when you got Welbeck out like that you could very easily yeah. end up with your two main strikers sitting in hospital ward together
2: but I wouldn't put it past us would you? if, if you would, could would. get him for 10 or 15 million quid, I think it might be worth a gamble but the reality is with the English premium it'll be 25 or 30 million and I think that money could be better spent better elsewhere yeah
1: so who do we I mean, who, I mean on the stri- since we're on it and we're, who have we got, we've got to go for something mean, before this injury we needed a, to use the cliche phrase a world cost striker didn't we I mean you know because I, I don't think Giroud's good enough clearly Theo was I, on his way out or maybe isn't now but certainly isn't in favour um, and barely you know he's given half a dozen games up front and that's it and then he reverts to putting him out wide and um, Welbeck you know Sometimes he's allowed to play out front again. Sometimes he's you not know why. But is, is Wenger sitting there going, I've got to finally go and get a world-class person who can put the ball in the back of the we, net? We've
0: been saying it for, for, for what seems like forever, whether it was a goalkeeper, a new Patrick Vieira, a new Thierry Henry. It's always the same every year. I don't need Wenger to go out and spend 40, 50 million on a striker. What I want them to do is go out and buy a striker, whether he costs mm. one million yeah. or, or 40 million. I, t- I do trust the man in, in the transfer window with the players that he buys in. I think Almennny's actually been pretty good for seven million. I'd be happy with him. We all would have probably looked at Kante at four million and Mares at 500,000. Like these players are out there on the cheap. Mm. You just need to go and find them. It's not our jobs as supporters to, you know, to be the scouting network for Arsenal Football Club. Someone is paid to go and find a world class. Well, not world class. Someone who could be world class because Can'te he he's, looks like a great central midfielder. Why do not we look in? Why didn't we get him? You know, it was four million. Yeah. Why don't we but get I Mahrez? You
1: know? I haven't seen us linked with many. Right now, I'm not seeing us linked with many strikers. Like, apart from storage today, actually. It's a
2: familiar situation where the fan base agrees what we need and where we should be spending yeah. our money. It's rare that the manager also agrees. So I can't say I have too much hope. But, you know, this, when the transfer window opens, the pressure will be on.
3: There are, if you're prepared to pay and use the money you've got, you, there are players out there. You know, mm. You know, Vardy scores goals. Lukaku scores goals. Kane scores goals. Look overseas. Morata scores goals. Griezmann scores goals. Ubi wrong however you say yeah, it over Dortmund, Mayang, but yeah. they, they won't you know they've just lost to Hummels so you'd have thought they'd need a massive bid but maybe Arsenal got to start behaving like a big club when well, yeah. my season ticket renewal you know has to be paid by June the 1st they think like a big club then don't they biggest fucking club <laughs> in the world the price tag that comes with that yeah. let's you know start acting like it and buy a striker for 60 million that's going to put us at the top of football
0: I mean you yeah. look at Bayern Munich what was it 60, 70 million spent on, in one day and, mm-hmm. what, a midfielder and a... And a, and a Sanchez a, from... Yeah, from Portugal. Benfica. Yeah. and um, What? And, and Hummels... What, what? They got knocked out of the semi-finals of the Champions League. They're like, fuck. Right, what do we need? Mm. Let's go and get him. Why, why, don't we
1: do, why don't we do that? We Can were we? going to be like Bayern Munich, weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> weren't
2: we? Yeah, have
0: to ask
3: him that
2: next we're gonna time. We're going to be then. in the elite.
1: <laughs> but it looks like we're going to buy the Jaka figure. Is that how you pronounce it? Shaka Shaka Khan. Um, that's. I mean, that's, that seems like like that everyone seems to be in agreement that this is happening and is, we're about. And he's practically said. I think he's practically said today. It's going to be his last game on Saturday or wherever he's playing for Borussia Mönchengladbach. So I mean, that's doing
3: some that's business good. early, no, isn't, that's isn't good. it? I know I applaud them for going early identify your target pay big to make it happen don't piss around and let him go somewhere else yeah so that is encouraging
2: but if you look back to last summer when we signed check quite early and then everyone was confident Mm. that we were going to continue doing business and continue fulfilling our needs in the in the first 11 and and nothing else happened so hope we do sign him it will be a positive but there will need to be much more to come from there and all this quality players aren't available stuff is just bullshit money talks and they're, we do avali- need- they're available when you put yeah. the, bid- the big bids in. Yeah. But
3: we need up to seven players. Seven? Yeah, Christ. Well, <laughs> a bit on a, rep- so, Well first of all you yeah. So you, you've got Riziki going and Arteta going yeah. and Flamini going, yeah. and Debushi going. So yep. there's four to replace. Wow. Then you definitely need a world class centre back or a very good centre back to go in that mix. Then you need a centre forward. Then probably you know you're talking you know and one more world class either right midfielder or in midfield. That's getting up to sort of six, seven. And you know when you actually think it's not you know before, but you know does Sanchez want to piss off as well? Yeah. And what's happening with you know clearly there are issues with Theo Walcott. The whole relationship with the fans has gone. Seems to jump over tackles. Yeah, it's just not working. Not is it? So, around. Don't say. <laughs> I, I should have it's saved steady. it for later steady. in the podcast But yeah. like, I think there's a lot going on mm. and then there's this nagging doubt you, you know, do you remember George Graham's final days for £6 million mm. Hartson Kiwomia <laughs> Glenn Helder, and Helder God. Oh, God. 6 million spunked on those three you know <laughs> do you is it, do you allow a man on death row to, yeah. to roll the dice for a final time because it is Wenger's last year we aren't you know he won't, there won't be another contract so maybe, are you sure about that you absolutely I, 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 I've, I've been told that you it? Know, oh, yeah okay even if he wins the league, well, I think so because I think if he won the league, he'd be smart enough, or someone would get older him as say, yeah. go out like Fergie. Yeah. I think you know. I think that the 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 effects of the last few weeks, and also him knowing that he's got it wrong, and he's also remember, he's not a young man. Mm. I mean, this is someone that likes to get out on the training pitch and do it. Also, yeah, not not even from Arsenal. People who are closer to him than Arsenal have told me it's probably almost certainly the last contract. Personally, I wouldn't stop him. I wouldn't say you don't let him spend this year. And I think he's no, quite thorough. Not- and actually seems yeah. to have recovered a little bit in the transfer market compared to the, the sort of trolley dash mess up of two or three years ago and yeah. all the you know the investment in youth that went horribly wrong but it is a question to have isn't it do you let a man who's on the way out spend 100 million
0: well they let um, Ferguson with... Well, they didn't actually know he was on the way out I just he bought that at Van Persie, but I think that yeah. Ferguson probably knew
3: he did. in his head... And he wanted to go the year before and he was yeah. so pissed off that City knocked them out and did them on the final day, but he said he'd stay for one more year and then he went out and made sure he won it. And it was quite yeah. clever And I think that,
0: that's he? what Wenger's probably got to do. He's got to say to himself, well, fuck it. If I've got 100 million, but oh, he's not going to do it. Come on. He'll be kidding.
1: But no one... in anyone... Ins- Connected to being in charge of the club. And when I'm talking about, you know, I don't know how, obviously, I does Gazidis, do these people have any actual influence whatsoever on Wenger? But no one could be sitting there going, well, oh, let's not let him spend. We, they must all be sitting there clearly knowing we must have to spend money. We've got to get, we've got to strengthen the squad massive, as you say, whether it's four, five, six or seven players. that You know, that no one could be going, we're not, he can't be allowed to spend a lot of money right now just because the club, the team needs strengthening.
3: Yeah, and mean? it's not like they're struggling for cash.
2: No. Right. You would like to think so, but with the way the direction has been the last couple of years and the pressure that should have been put on the manager to spend in certain places and we just haven't seen it and the manager's just been doing his own thing, I do worry what pressure is coming from above as to what to do and how much money to spend.
3: They, they will be they are worried about the last few weeks
2: yeah. look at the atmosphere yeah. it's terrible Surely, yeah.
3: what worries them far more than you know, effective is those empty seats yeah. and particularly and you'll notice it because you're in club aren't you yeah. there's a lot of people in club that, and the boxes that aren't renewing yeah, yeah. and that's 40% of Arsenal's income 15% mm. of the seats 40% mm. of the in-stadium revenue is and there? I think they know that you know they need a couple of big signings just because otherwise we're so pissed off with it all aren't yeah. we the fan base
2: have basically given up so they've quit on the team so <laughs> And I can't blame them. You know, yeah. In my role with Red Action, we're always trying to get the fans to engage and to, to take part in the games. But, I mean, who can blame them for giving up at the moment and the way, the way it's been the last couple of months? People not turning up, people leaving early. Just the atmosphere in the ground and the poison and the hatred even between um, Arsenal fans mm-hmm. and directed towards a manager and certain players. It's just been a horrible place to be for the, for the last couple of months. And hopefully the board are noticing that.
1: Talking of the horrible place to be in, in recent weeks, I mean, we'll talk about the, game, the city game eventually, but because you were about be involved in the, in the protest thing, what was your general feeling, A, about how it went, B, about the media coverage of it, which I guess is key? I mean, we, you know, it's a hard thing to do. I mean, my feeling is that getting the, the different supporters groups together and having a, a kind of joint um, idea for any kind of protest, is hard. Yeah. And getting a sense of exactly what you're protesting about is probably even harder because it's complicated. It's more, it's not, and you, you, know, you didn't just want it to be venger out, quite rightly. So ha, ha, what's your feeling now, a couple of weeks on?
2: My feeling is that the, the coverage that it received was absolutely huge. And here we are again, almost two weeks later, still talking about it. The actual action in the ground was below the expected numbers, mm. for sure. I think you know, mm. nobody can hide that. Um, obviously, all the online talk, and even before the game... I must have handed out 500 time for change flyers in, in an hour or so. And there was huge enthusiasm. People were going to go and get involved and hold them up at the specified times. But then it didn't happen. So it was a very Arsenal thing to, to pretend that you're actually going to go and get involved yeah. and then, yeah. then not actually do it. So disappointing with the numbers in the ground. However, absolutely huge media coverage, um, TV, papers, everything all around the world. People are talking about it. Um, and so it's definitely out there that the fan base is not happy. Maybe not as much as the fan base as we thought. The chant of one Arsene Wenger was a bit confusing, whereas that chant been all season, unfortunately. you know, If that was being sung loud and proud after every home game, then there would be no confusion as to what the majority of the fan base uh, want. But to wait for the penultimate home game in the season to hear that chant was a real shame. And if people actually feel like that and are so pro-manager, then they're not showing it in any way. So that was where maybe the silent majority kind of skewed the figures a little bit and maybe it wasn't as as cut and dried for, mm. uh, to, for Wenger out as we thought do you think there is a silent majority
1: because there was this fix some people claimed that you know because this whole thing was organised on social media and that you know we're all, we're all I, I spend a lot of time talking about Arsenal on Twitter you, you do as well um, and obviously a lot has to be this is why you arrange things these days that, that some people were saying oh you know normal fans so to speak that are in the ground that aren't don't sit there to analysing Arsenal fighting with each other and calling themselves WOBs or AKBs or whatever it just looked at what was happening couldn't re- didn't really identify with it and then sang one Arsenal Wenger so and some people in the media said oh there's a, there's a, there's a silent majority still in favour of Wenger.
3: It fragments so quickly I do agree that there is an echo chamber on social media it's maybe, maybe 20% of the crowd are constantly engaged with it and talking to each other and there's a huge number that you know, don't even have a Twitter account let yeah. alone use it or follow football and people get a bit absorbed with that but then you've got the different categories I thought the, the biggest symbolic protest at that game in the previous game would attend 10,000 empty seats it was even more at West Brom that's huge that's off the scale never happened before and like I say that's the biggest measure to the club then I think there's this huge category that I tested an awful lot of people in the sort of 48 hours before and after at work at meetings at the pub after it felt like 80-90% feel like it's time for a change but then they split into categories some think the change should come at the end of next season because there's a kind of oh Oh, he shouldn't be chased out. Oh, he's earned the final year. Some say it's time for a change, but they almost want to whisper it to you like their dirty secret. Because, and I understand this. They so love him. They so adore what he did for this club. Historic now, ten yeah. years ago. But they, you know what I mean. And yeah. then, and then you've got another group and I'm sympathetic to this who I think just said we don't like the idea of protesting during the game Mm. why there's something to play for I think a lot of us have got rather fatigued by playing for third or fourth but I think there was a feeling that they would react Mm. against that but if there'd been a march to the ground beforehand or a protest at the end they'd have joined in that so it it quickly breaks down but my god has that sense of time for change and you know let's remember that it got very focused on Fenger and perhaps that's regrettable because certainly the AST messages there were five things we identified as time for change Stan Kroenke and his attitude and taking 3 million out the yeah. board and it's lack of football experience and basically just being out of date and out of touch yeah. the atmosphere in the ground which the club don't help with with a ticketing policy the whole football setup and scouting and networking so it was you know it was it was meant to be wider than all of yeah, that yeah, and I think yeah. all I think an awful lot of Arsenal fans are on the same page with that mm.
1: I, I don't know what you think Ollie but I think I heard a lot of fans say, and I don't agree with them but I did say I saw a lot and heard a lot of people and some kind of commentators are almost like making fun of, of, of the, of the protest in the end saying you know oh people holding up A4 placards was embarrassing you know you were embarrassed a lot the, that word was used a lot of embarrassing about but you know I, I think I think on the one it was disappointing as you, as you honestly admit in the number of people but it's a big thing isn't it to stand there holding up a thing <laughs> during the middle of a game, it's kind of a, quite a big step to take. It may not be, you know, as part of your, your group of, that you're used to organising things like
3: this, but actually I think it's a bigger step it's to take no for English, a normal the fan. The no right. image speak up. Yeah. We've got the most apathetic, yes. middle-class yes. crowd now. I mean, Ray, t- I mean, Ray tries to organise this bunch of people and yeah. it's like herding cats. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The, the problem is that, you know, a lot of people will agree in the message, but so few will actually want to make a person sacrifice and get involved to try and make their voice heard. It's very much like the atmosphere thing. Nobody ever si- uh, admits to sitting there silently for 70 minutes and then leaving early and coming in late and all that they all agree that we should have a great atmosphere and a lot of those people now agree that it is time for change however a very very small percentage of those actually want to get involved and do something in the ground and that's why standing up and holding up the sign saying you know, things need to change at my club. So few people did it, did it because it is a bit of a, well, can't someone else do it? I agree with the message, but yeah. all these guys are going to do it and the groups are going to do it. So I'm just going to sit here on my hands. And unfortunately, as Tim said, that is a very Arsenal thing. It's a very Arsenal apathy uh, kind, yeah. of, uh, kind of viewpoint. And
3: things, things will th- change. Let's remember, you know if we go back mm. over this season, different areas. But you know, I, we did a lot of work on trying to get more tickets allocated to FA Cup finalists. People, are like, oh, you're wasting your time and won't change the policy. Got seven thousand extra tickets allocated. A lot of work working with yeah. Red Action and BSN, campaigning on ticket prices. People are like, oh, you're wasting your time and so on. It's going to be twenty-six pound for every away ticket next year, and they've frozen the home for three years. They've started to improve on paying l- London living wage to people at the stadium after the protest. The amount of people that oh you. Know, Know, you idiot they're a business oh you don't know what you're doing very mm-hmm. few people put time into this sometimes you have to wait six months for it to filter through but it, it you know if you don't do anything you ain't going to change anything mm.
2: even and, when we did ticket price uh, protests, the, the amount of people who actually turned up and got involved was very very small and it's only because we had some some big visual A's, like really big banners with, with with messages on that it looked a lot more impactful than it actually was as far as people who were actually getting involved and, and you know these are the same people who are complaining about our prices all the time
0: I think the whole thing with the the, the the protests as well, With I think it was a lot of people took it as a complete Arsene Wenger out. And I think you're never going to really, especially supporters of other clubs, they're not going to read Arsenal blogs and Arsenal fan websites. They're not. They're just going to see that there's a big protest, that we want change and just link it to Wenger. And, and that, I think, where the issue really lies. And I think a lot of people within that stadium probably would have seen, not read, what was going on at Red Action, not read the AST statement, and they just would have seen, right, they just want Wenger out, so I'm going to sing his name. But ultimately, like this, we, we don't have a great atmosphere. We, we know we don't have a good atmosphere in the stadium, but it will only take two or 3,000 people to start singing One Arsene Wenger and you create a noise. Because we all know what it's like at an away game. Where you get a little pocket of 3,000 supporters and the, you, you will hear that on TV and you will hear that amongst the stadium. It's a small, small section and you can make a big, big noise. And I think that is really what happened with the, 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 the song. Because I'm, I'm with you, guys. I, don't, I don't think that that stadium is, is pro-Wenger, well, or even 50-50. I think if you get, you know, maybe 10% of that stadium, 20% singing up, um, they're going to make a big noise. But it's a small minority.
2: The ironic thing was about the Norwich game. The atmosphere was actually really good because of that. So it, yeah, in it the did, first that was a great moment. Yeah. A there was that, <laughs> yeah, there was that real was kind of say, yeah. spiky bars week. and that yeah. real edge to it, yeah. and, and that should be directed at the opposition players and the opposition <laughs> fans. Unfortunately, it was, it, you know, the guns were turned inward, and it was it was fans arguing amongst themselves, and, and, and obviously there was two groups that uh, you know depending on which side of the divide you were on, the other one was your enemy. So a real shame there, but it definitely helped the atmosphere, and there was pro pro Arsenal uh, songs. Yeah, sung during the, you know during those minutes when the, the placards were due to be held up and obviously a, a big song, a big chant of one Arsene Wenger but it really did help the atmosphere so where have all these people been all season you know getting involved with the atmosphere and, and, and making noise yeah, I agree. And, and that's all we have the problems we have
1: weirdly I thought the atmosphere at the West Brom game when, when there was the most the highest number of matches was better than it is when it's full I, really, I did think that Do you, Were you at that game So I just yeah. thought It was kind of weirdly Just because it seemed to be That you were left with a core, you know, <laughs> I, think, the
2: core. I, think, I think a lot of the fans That night Just decided we, we just decided Not to keep taking it so seriously Because we'd just yeah, given yeah, up right, So yeah. people yes, actually went true. to football To have a bit of fun yeah. And it doesn't actually matter What happens with the result And we're not yeah. Absolutely biting our nails For the 90th minute Because there's so much on it We'd almost given up And we went back To how it should be Which was yeah. We tried to have a bit of fun Completely. Which is great
1: Which is weird It's so easy to figure You have got this really weird situation Have you The outer edges of both, I mean, it's ridiculous that there's, you know, the, the camps, but the outer edges, there are these absolutely fanatical lunatics, it starts me, who, I mean, I don't know whether they're just online or whether they co- well, it does go co- out into real life because they're You, you see the fights scuffles, going on, yeah, like the people it's
0: videoing like it like
3: and the, the guy quoted today who says that Arsenal have been employing people to go in and sing Arsene Wenger songs. <laughs> oh, God. It <So> really <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. they're obsessed, People they, are, they, are bonkers. People? You know what, though?
0: <laughs> I, I think we need to get rid of the manager. But I would sing his name the minute he leaves because he's been a great servant to the club. And yes, the last 10 years haven't been wonderful. But for me, he's still an absolutely great, been. great I man. And, and the minute we go into a season without him, just like we sing songs about, you know, past players and you know, what they've given to the club. I'd sing one Arsene Wenger,
3: absolutely. Oh, so, uh, I think at the moment the thing that would help most would be an announcement that it is the last contract. Because then I think next year could almost be like a farewell tour, couldn't
2: it? And it because a good for fans, between, because yeah. everybody knows what's coming. Exactly, and you know there'll be all no the angst
3: would go, and I'd be with absolutely. you then. I'd be, mm-hmm. and it would be a bit like you know Brian Clough, but, but I mean the Brian Clough thing turned into a disaster. Don't is mean, it? it ever wouldn't good? be like that, but you yeah. know what I mean. It would be no, like a mean, farewell that. tour after twenty years, I, and yep. all the tension would go. Yes. And I think we could, I I really think he should do that. I think, I, I know, I think it could at least dissipate some of the
1: those fringe psychopaths who who call each other cunts and you know literally hit people because they have a different view about the football club and Wenger but equally does it ever work when you announce the manager's going no look that at Pep Guardiola f- in City yeah.
2: from the pitch point of view probably not from but you the, think it's worth it from, the, from it from the fan base point of view it might try and unite the fan base yeah. and take away some of this poison and this violence I mean look at what happened after Man City on yeah. Sunday you know we, we used to fight fans of other teams and now we're fighting fans on our own team it's just crazy after yeah. fans punch each other in the face because they're pro-manager or anti-manager it's just it's so sad that we're reduced Mm, to this but this is where we are and the only thing I believe that is going to unite the fan base again will be a new manager whether that's Mm. this summer unlikely or more likely next summer
1: yeah, no, I, 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 I do kind of agree with that, yeah. Any other thoughts on that Man City game? Apart from the fans fact, that they're fighting each other. I mean, you know, it was a decent result on paper, isn't it? It's about as good as you could hope it, uh, to all the way draw, which yeah, way I, by the way, predicted so. correctly. I think
2: Man City were a bit like us, and they didn't, they weren't really that arsed. Yeah. They lost against Madrid. They were going out, and they're relatively happy. And, and like you say, the same thing about announcing that the manager was leaving. They had the same situation with Pellegrini, mm-hmm. and they're not really that arsed. They're not playing for their future with him next season. So... But really, I think know they—they
0: want to get Champions League football. Like these are professional footballers who know that if they don't win, they ha- results. You know, would have to go in their favour. Thankfully for them, they did last night. But as a professional footballer, surely playing for Manchester City, you don't want to be playing in the Europa League. R- r- irrelevant of Pep Guardiola or Pellegrini being your manager, you want to play against the best of the best. They played against Real Madrid on on the Wednesday and. They want to play against Real Madrid on a Wednesday next season. Not against Sparta, Prague or some. They don't, they don't want to do that. Look at the shit that's in the Europa League. I mean, Seville and Liverpool, like Liverpool who didn't even qualify for the Champions League last year, and Seville who, who got knocked out in the group stages after winning the same competition there in the final. They don't want to play that. And I, I think it was um, Stephen Gerrard who mentioned in his book, he was like, I would message players to come and join us. And they'd be like, well, we want to play Champions League football these Man City they don't want to play Champions League football no, I'm sure and I think they wanted to win that I think you could tell how gutted they were um, coming onto that pitch um, you know, for the Pellegrini farewell I, I, I think it meant a lot to them
2: Well I've not read Stephen Gerrard's book so I can't comment on
1: that <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was the, the game was quite there were some interesting things in the game one was that it was one of Giroud's both better I mean, it couldn't be worse for me than the last couple of the last games he's played which have been diabolical and he finally scored and of course Theo changed the game when he came on Tim? I'm sure you'll agree Tim's <laughs> oh, so yeah. got his arms folded
2: yeah.
3: Well I thought the game Was an indictment Of both teams In the round mm. in that Those are the two Most talented squads In English football yeah. um, And I thought you know, Between them The defending at times you know, and that's over four hundred million pounds worth of wages on those two squads. Leicester at sixty million, and actually, at the end of the game, I just thought, "Fair played, Leicester." You know, you. Yeah. Neither of those squads there have got a put in it like you've put it in, and I found it and maybe this is maybe this is just this thing about Groundhog Day at Arsenal but I was kind of bored by it I'd never been so for for what should have been a huge game City playing Arsenal with like you know a weekend to go and I was really quite met about it and nothing we were doing was particularly exciting we were in the first half insipid you know and then we did get the two goals needed but was that because they were absolutely like what are they doing with their defence and I I just actually thought god when's this season going to be over
2: It was, it was quite a good game, but it was quite low quality as well. So You can have, you can have a high-quality, exciting 2-2 two, two draw. This was quite low quality and bad defending and mistakes. I mean, and the
0: Arsenal goals summed it up, didn't it? Clichy's header and then scoring direct from that corner. Um, that was just shit and shit, yeah. wasn't it? Is the, is the
1: Before we look at... Um, because, but that does leave us in this incredible situation where we could still finish second in the league. I mean, imagine. I mean, that would be do the funniest... Yourself, it's but the hope that kills you. I know it. Of course, I say that pretty much every every week of my life. <laughs> but it's a. It, but I can see. I can see Spurs losing to Newcastle. It could happen. I mean, def- uh, and well, yet, I mean,
2: and yet we will still moan that we've had a terrible season, and that is the course. first world Problem side of things of being an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Yeah, it could end up like that, but, you know, the fan base are in revolt and we're fighting each other in the streets and we could end up being, being second. <laughs> Shame, so no, it, to, but to fans be... of most other teams, it's a totally ridiculous situation. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're an Arsenal fan, you don't actually understand but it's it. it's the
0: same with everyone. I think the, if you had said at the beginning of the season, we're going to come above Manchester United, Liverpool, Man City, um, Tottenham, who else is there, Chelsea and we're still not going to win the league, I'd be like, you're having a laugh.
1: But we are. But this is the, we're, it's a bizarre season, isn't it, Tim? Like, for me, like Spurs. But, you know, they've, played, they've got the best attack. They've pretty much got the best defence. They've played good football, great football for most of the season. They've got incredible that talent. A bad
3: start, didn't they? Bad all right.
1: right. And are only two points finish. behind them, we've been diabolical. I can't think of like well, we had a handful of we games. We haven't been
3: diabolical, that's the point, have we? We just haven't been quite well, good enough. Been... I think, adding to that, obviously, poor in all three cups really, you know, and the the way we went out of all of them, not getting very far, adds to the poor season. But it's it's this Groundhog Day, isn't it? And I think it's the, what I was realising is I've become really bored with it, and then I feel guilty for Mm. that. If another manager came in and delivered a second and third in the next two years, I'd probably be very satisfied Mm. with that. Mm. It's almost like I'm fed up with hearing Arsene Wenger's excuses in press conferences. I'm fed up with how he sets out a team. I just want to see someone do it, Differently now It's kind of like It doesn't even have to be Results wise better I just think Watching the same mistakes Being made Is becoming so Like Ray says It's very peculiar to Arsenal And I can't quite Define it, but it's boring watching them. Like yeah, right, yeah. last yeah.
2: night when uh, Man United lost, and it was you know we were officially confirmed as we can't finish lower yes. than fourth. Yes. There was no celebration. Nineteen it's right. years. Right, we're in another competition <laughs> that we've never been. F- we've been. In, we're in it again. We've never been further away yeah. from winning it. So there's yeah. just that kind of right. Three yeah. boring home group games. Three good away trips, and then we'll be out in the yeah. last. And season. The setting
1: up of the team point is really key for me. I think yeah. because this style, no matter who the players are now, you know Welbeck was back in before he got injured. He's still. It's always the same setup. And what are they trying to it's do. Right. Right. it's, and it's not working. To it hasn't worked for months on end. Every now and then, it's all right, but it's quite dull now. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Not actually what ends up physically happening the f- on the pitch. The
2: football has been pretty dull yeah. this season. You got to say. Yeah. You know, think back to all those home games against teams we should be wiping the floor yeah. with, and it's 0-0 or maybe one 0 at half time. Yeah, and we've been boring to watch this season. And, and I think and that's yeah. a real shame. I do
1: think so. And I think another manager, I think most, almost any other manager would, would have this. Like, Wilshire, for example, would think, oh, maybe I'll do what he does for England and position him there. Or, you know, maybe I'll... Oh, I don't know. I just, I just think with this squad sort of players, he, he always reverts to the same way of
0: playing them. It's bizarre. I think, think that's it. the whole time for a change thing, isn't it? Because yeah. it is really dull. Like, I can't really think of many exciting games... Um, Man City when we won 2-1 Ma- Man United yeah. but even the Leicester game like it was great to win in the last minute oh no I meant Leicester away oh that was 5-2 oh, yeah. yeah, the home game was good as well the home game I mean yeah I mean, was, those games yeah. have been good partly because of the drama like I say it's the hope that kills you but yeah. that, that's it we, we haven't been exciting and I think when you look at Tottenham I hate to say it but they're enjoyable to watch um, but it would be quite humorous if we were to finish quite above. humorous I've already
2: made peace with the fact that they're going to finish above us for the first oh, time i made years, peace so with it but I'm telling uh, you they
0: haven't my housemate is shitting himself <laughs> he said if you come above <laughs> us I don't think I could ever watch football again they are
3: <laughs> desperately desperately yeah. rooting yeah. for um, Everton tonight aren't they yeah,
0: yeah
1: completely yeah, yeah, but even then I think Newcastle. We, even, even if they are still down, they still. I don't know, you know. No, they won't give a shit. I was speaking to Anton Deck on uh, Sunday, and they think um, Newcastle might beat Spurs. Oh, yeah. um, anyway, that's random Clown name, drop. name <laughs> drop. Yeah, random name just drop. Just, I'll, drop. Just I'll just put it, that name up off, off the drawer. Yeah, exactly, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it could be right. To,
3: yeah. Just make Boyd feel good. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Um, shall we? Let's. Look, I mean, we're
2: running out of time. So let's. What do you think is actually going to happen um, on Sunday? I think we'll win quite easily and. Yeah everyone will go home happy and there won't be too much poison in the ground and everyone will just piss off before the lap of appreciation because what is the point?
3: Yeah, the Villa fans are going to kind of protest. I think Arsenal fans are are, are, are over that now. I think it will be fairly low-key, be like a friendly and I think come the lap of appreciation, the players will be looking up at hordes and hordes of red seats. I actually
2: think that the Villa fans are going to have a great time because I'm fairly sure they're going to do fancy dress again and their end will be packed and they'll have loads of inflatables and they'll actually have a load of fun and yeah. have a really good time, and we'll be standing there, bored out of our skulls, with our bit... arms folded, and half the people will piss off oh, the Oh, well and it's
3: body language game. You know, carefully look at Alexis Sanchez. Oh, you know, yes. What's so the body language? They... What's going on with Urzil?
1: Yeah, yeah oh God. Do you think there's any truth to, to the Sanchez? look? I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't Sanchez know. Sanchez
3: and Urzil have known for a while that there was an opportunity to make some good money here by staying. Because Arsenal can't afford to lose them. Mm. And there's a lot of money coming in. And I mean, these, are, these are players that are going to go to 200k plus, you know, staying at Arsenal. And I thought it was just a bit of agent talk and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm getting really a bit concerned about this Sanchez thing. There's yeah. some extensive briefing going on there and his body language. And the briefing last night was Arsenal briefing, almost like it was preparing us. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? It was like, well, we want to hear from him. He's got to sit down in talks and say he's committed and he's not particularly... He's talking bit, to his dogs. a bit worried about clearly. it. Yeah. His dogs are there oh, by yeah, side. Yeah. Do you think they're going to come out at a lap of appreciation? <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> really
1: are hope. you
3: going to bring a bone for them, boys? Yeah, I will. I'll,
1: I'll throw them a bone. That yeah, might make definitely. them stay. Arsenal yeah. yeah. oh, fans,
3: that's, that's our protest yeah. or our campaign for... Oh, bring a bone. I
1: think those Sanchez <laughs> doggies are key.
0: Ollie. Oh, I, I mean I think he does us another season I think he's not been great has he oh, yeah. no
2: he's been knackered we played him into the ground like, yeah exactly well, we, last we summer, played him he, t- he still played on the first back of back the season oh, but, and then <laughs> they, they ran him into the ground and he got a couple of significant injuries and it's been tough for him to get back in it yeah he's not been good as good as last year but that's a very Wenger thing to keep running the players into the ground and not give them a the rest when they should and substitute them in games that have been won after 70 minutes. It doesn't happen. At the end, you get totally. hamstring injuries for six, eight weeks, and then you really, really But there was suffer. a
3: reason as well, wasn't it? This comes back to the, the shocking indictment of Wenger is the 70 million not spent last year. Oh, God, 70 of course. million not spent meant yeah. the squad wasn't strong enough, meant Sanchez got pitched in at Palace, what, four days after yeah. getting yeah. back right. on copper? You know, that was but, ridiculous. You know, yeah. When you look at the impacts it has and you get all yeah. these. Sort of You know Nappy wearers Going on Oh <laughs> someone out there You can buy Oh it would be better But you look at the impact will it has yeah. The squad at certain yeah. games But it's players Getting played too often Yes And if that 70 million Had been well spent And as Ollie said We've got scouts We've got transfer. It should be well spent We're we'll giving Leicester A run for the money there would yeah. be two more World class players so, yeah. And you know We're going to it's
0: be 9.0 But if, if he does leave then he's going to have to put his dogs in like quarantine for like six months, don't you? So, I mean, if you leave not the country. No, not everywhere. It depends not where you go.
1: Terms. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, be fine. Bulls, his dogs will be fine. Right, we're running out of time, so let me. I'm going to get a score prediction from each of you, and whether we will, what's going to happen with the Spurs situation, whether we, whether they what's this, what's going to happen with them. So will we finish above them or not?
2: raymondo <laughs> <laughs> three nil to Arsenal against Villa. Yeah, uh, Spurs will probably get a result, and we'll come third.
1: Okay,
0: Ollie. and Spurs will... I think they'll win, but I think they'll get the point. Tim? It's going to be a lot more
3: nervous for our result because Villa are going to have this kind of of end-of-season thing. I I think Arsenal might take it by a goal. 2-1. And, yeah, I think we'll come third.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go for 3-2 to us. I think you're right. I think Villa are going to be running amok and might finally play all right. And I might go for a bold... I think...
3: Remember also... I'm going
1: to I'm I'm say no, I think Newcastle are going to beat Spurs. Arsenal's, I think going to be the funniest thing that's Arsenal's, ever going to happen Arsenal's in Arsenal's history. players
3: focus is 100% staying fit for their countries this summer sure. or getting on the beach because oh, for God. them getting, about getting on the beach doesn't, you know, getting above Spurs doesn't matter like it does for us lot and they've got what they want. They've got their Champions League bonus.
1: They have, but I still think they're going to beat, beat Villa.
3: They actually. should do.
1: And I'm looking for an amazingly hilarious Newcastle. We beach. need
3: Everton to get something tonight if That's we right. don't if we don't beat Villa, it's the dog bone getting lobbed at Wenger
1: totally yeah yeah
3: uh, thank you very much
1: Tim Raymond and Oli and uh, we'll be back next week for our final podcast of the season oh. Oh, I'm going to the Arsenal charity thing tomorrow are you going to that charity night tomorrow no so, I'm not I am to. going to oh, mingle well, can I make
3: a plug I yes. am going on Saturday and every Arsenal fan should try and get themselves into Wembley Stadium where we can win a real oh, trophy yeah, the, the we'll of course. Arsenal women's against Chelsea women's yeah, FA Cup get, final yeah, that is Chelsea. very exciting let's get down there it's going oh, to be the biggest I name drop back I'm going in the Royal
1: nice mm-hmm. well whose name are you dropping the royals <laughs> all of them the whole royal family um, yeah I'm seeing the I'm going to the Arsenal tonight, which means I'm mingling with the entire squad in Arsenal, and I'm going to have loads of photos taken will you I'd get like,
0: Oxlade Chamberlain's photo unlike last time
1: you know, I'll have my picture taken with Juro I don't care and I, and I will completely contradict everything I've ever said on this podcast has to taken out this
3: restraining order which is what we want to
1: yeah, like. yeah give him a clip around the okay no I'm going to have a nice word with him
3: thank you very much like, cheers thank you
1: this is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time.
3: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.